Hello everyone, this is Jennifer Bryant and welcome to the Practical Family Podcast where we are building strong foundations and healthy homes. All right, Practical Family, we are back with Dina Norton, registered dietitian, wife and mama, and she is going to share with us some more practical tips about what it means to live by the book. And she's actually written a book called Nutrition by the book, meaning nutrition God's way, where faith and food intersect. So families, if you listened to the last episode, uh, or if you have not yet, go back and listen to that because Dina shared with us her testimony and where God has brought her from a, a, a pretty unexpected place because beginning as someone who really valued nutrition and exercise, that it could become more than she bargained for, that God really had to bring her to a place where where she was facing this pride surrounding what it meant to be healthy or at least look healthy and what she actually had to give up in order to see food and nutrition from a truly biblical standpoint. So thank you, Dina, for coming back with us. And um, oh man, it's just, it's so cool that, um, that you're able to address these things and what you've seen from working with families and what women tend to struggle with in the food area. Can you share with us a little bit about what happened after you wrote this book when you were pregnant Mm -hmm. and then what eventually led you to buy the book nutrition and you went through another transition at that point can you tell us about that yeah i did um probably like many listeners i'm sure many of your listeners are moms with young kids running around and probably a lot of them too are trying to work from home or add to the family income or juggle volunteer responsibilities and i found myself in that place i written a book and I was trying to push out a website and learn how to do all of that. I just had the second baby. I had a difficult pregnancy with some bed rest and all of that. And then um, with some other strains that were happening outside of our home, it just all became too much for my body. And I thought that I was healthy at that point. I'd really done so well as far as my attitude toward food and embracing healthy foods and all of that. But what I didn't know that uh, was that some of the things that were consequences from that early, those early years of restriction, like thyroid imbalance and hormone imbalance and gut, um, poor gut health, I did not know that those were lingering still to the degree that they were. And, you know, what basically happened was I had a house of cards for health. <laughs> and so, you know, there was a straw that broke the camel's back and it all kind of came crashing down. And within a period of months, um, you know, I knew that I was tired, but it's very hard to sort out. You know, you've been there, I'm sure, where you know, you've got young kids, of course you're tired. It's very hard to discern what's normal tired and what's something you should be concerned about. But then all these other symptoms started happening. My periods were getting weirder than ever. I was having migraines and I I never have headaches. I was having heart palpitations. I mean, just all kinds of stuff, more IBS type symptoms, which I hadn't had in years since I was working. Um, So all these things were coming to the surface and were intensifying to the point where, you know, I worked in cancer. So my first thought was like, oh my gosh, there's something really big going on. I was really worried and I knew I needed to take it seriously. I just didn't know what to do because it, to me at the time, seemed like random symptoms, like all over my body. How could all that be related? Um, And so it took me a while to go through a few different um, doctors, a cardiologist, and then other uh, more functional medicine type experts, which is now more my type of practice, more of a holistic nutrition or functional medicine style practice that really helped me get to the root 
causes of those symptoms. So it wasn't about, um, you know, messing around with hormones on the surface or just eating a little differently. It was all these things were my body crying out for me to look deeper and understand. And so um, essentially, you know, I had what a lot of people call adrenal fatigue. Um, what I would say is a better named HPA axis dysfunction. I have a little post on my website. You can read about that. I think every woman um, ages 25 to 45 needs to read it <laughs> because so many of us are facing it and some don't know it. But Anyhow, uh, things just weren't able to tolerate the amount of stress and the, the little sleep I was getting um, on top of nutrient deficiencies and gut health, um, you know, that was going on. So I went through that. I got the right help. It took me months. And then uh, with the right help, I was able to feel better within a few months. I was able to feel probably 50 or 60 percent better. You know, I had so much energy back. I was feeling um, positive again, not overwhelmed by life and completely run down. Um, and discouraged. So I was feeling a lot better getting a little bit of the support I needed. And then it really just took consistency with that. And I, um, thanks to God, I mean, I was able to recover my health, I'd say within a year and a half. I mean, it took a while. It takes a while when it, when you spend years tearing down your health, it takes a while to recover it in a way that truly is healthy and not just your symptoms are managed, but it was so worth it. And that journey took me to places that I hadn't been in my professional life, you know, reading new literature that was very scientifically sound, but was published from different sources than I was reading within the traditional medical community in which I was trained and which I practiced. So I think it sort of added to, you know, now I have this traditional professional training and practice, but now I was learning all these new um, things about root cause medicine and adding that. And it just developed a whole new passion in me to really help these other people that now I was seeing all around me um, struggle in similar ways to find their own way through it. So it's sort of like, you know, when you buy a, you buy a white Camry and all of a sudden every other car on the freeway looks like a white Camry. So I felt like I had been through this and now I was seeing, oh my gosh, half my friends are in the same place for different reasons, maybe different details in their lives are contributing to it, but we're all so run down and moving so fast and taking so little time to truly nourish and restore our health on a regular basis that our bodies can't keep up. It's not, it's not the way God intended us to live. I mean, the modern world is very challenging, I think, to the way that God created us and designed us to live. And so it's not that it's wrong and you have to run away from it all, but you need to be aware and you need to work really hard to care for the ways that God intended your body to be cared for so that it can weather some of the storms of modern life. And then I think you also have to be willing to they know and make some decisions and withdraw from some things that are normal for other people. Mm, that's that's interesting. So you're you're starting to see patterns now at this point in in basically modern family life. And what what kinds of things did you notice are working directly against what how God meant for us to nourish our bodies? Yeah, I'd say. Let's see, there are a few major categories. One is food. That's an easy target. You know, most of us are aware that modern food, a lot of times, is not really food, you know. Mm. And a lot of us are working hard to get back to real foods and whole foods. And um, this can be as simple as, like, buy the apple, not the apple sauce. Mm -hmm. You know, not that applesauce is bad, but, you know, buy the fruit, not the fruit snacks. 
like you know, close to the source stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and it could be mm-hmm. simple steps like that. But um, so food, I think, is a big part of it. You know, we have a, a food rich, nutrient poor environment around us, so it, we have to work to get nutrient rich foods. Um, and then, you know, really two other areas that I see in the women that I see day in and day out, you know, met with one just this morning, um, where honestly, I would say food is so important, but critically important first is sleep and stress. And these two things, unless you address them, truly, fully address them consistently, you will not get all the good out of the perfect diet that you're trying to eat. Um, you will not. So these two really do seem to be um, rate limiting steps, you know. Um, so I think that essentially trying to create light environments um, and sleep environments that mimic nature is a very simple thing to do. It's easy. It's simple. It's not easy. Um, but, you know, turning off screens and dimming lights and having bedtimes that you know, somewhat mimic light and dark cycles. Um, I think those things are very important and there are lots of practical ways to set rules up to help you do that. But just generally speaking, working to mimic nature as far as light and dark goes is huge. And we're all exposed to so many screens and indoor lights and all of that, that we really have to work hard at this. It's, it's hard, but it's really important. And um, neurologically, biochemically, um, these things matter as far as our hormones go and as far as our immune system goes. They really matter. They impact our everyday health. Um, so doing that and then I think the stress piece, you know, there are a few things to remember with stress. One is that that people don't realize. One is that positive stress is similar to negative stress as far as your body's interpretation of that and response to it. So planning a wedding and celebrating a graduation and moving across country and your husband getting a promotion and, um, you know, taking on homeschooling when you've never done it before, you know, all these things are wonderful, um, but they put a lot of extra stress on the body in, in a very similar way to tragedy and trauma. Um, so they're not identical, but a lot of times people think, well, that's good. I'm not stressed. I'm like excited. Well, your body is interpreting a lot of times the responsibilities that come with those exciting events as stress because it has to respond to them. Um, so that's important about stress that some people don't realize. And the other thing um, is that, you know, God made our bodies with stress responses to respond to um in a danger, you know, when you're being chased by an animal or, um, you know, when war happens, you know, all these things that are like occasional major stressors, our body's equipped with cortisol and, um, you know, epinephrine, norepinephrine, and all these things we hear about as fight or flight responses. That's the way God made it to keep us alive. But unfortunately, in today's world, our body is, those responses are elicited on a daily basis. Everything's immediate. You know, if you just think about the number of times you flip your phone over to check a message, um, you know, to respond to a little ding. Everything's like an immediate call to action in our lives. And that's not natural. And our body is interpreting those as stressors. They're small, granted, compared to a huge tragedy. But the fact that they're happening every day, all day long, every day, all day long, we basically put ourselves in a state of chronic stress response just by living in this world of immediacy. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. I had not thought of it that way before, Dina. That's, wow. How, how in the world then is, do, we, do we begin 
to let, I guess the first thing is just awareness, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because mm-hmm. my mind is blown right now by, I mean, we talk about, you know, we've talked about in Practical Family before the need to limit, you know, technology and be more interactive and more engaging with our, our people, the people mm-hmm. who are important to us. But that we're allowing all of these things to happen. I mean, not only just with the screens, but with maybe over committing our schedules. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, I can speak even to the the homeschooling thing. I mean, especially mamas with. Um, I only have two kids, but mamas with four, five, six, nine, ten kids. I mean, mm-hmm. you're doing a lot, and I know as the kids get older, you can delegate some responsibility to the older children and that's a good thing but feel, not feeling like that we have to do it all or that it's yeah. all on us mm-hmm. is a huge thing so you're saying that 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 those stresses are going to directly affect the food choices we make because inadvertently the food the prioritization of food kind of comes last when all these other urgencies are yeah. right in front yeah, of us. Yeah, they do. And on top of that, even if you're working so hard to make the best food choices you can, and they're you know pretty good food choices, you're not going to be able to use that food as well as you should either if your hormones are all wacky and your gut's out of whack and all that because of stress or because of lack of sleep. And those two things definitely directly impact um, those body systems. So yeah, you're right. It's, it's a multifaceted, it's a very like a tangled web, you know, and we have to be covering all these bases if we really want to know what it feels like to be rested and healthy, Mm. um, and to have balance in our physical health as well as in our spiritual health. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. Wow. Dina. So can you go into now the practical, um, steps that families can take toward wellness and nutrition God's way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I think some of the main things are, one, to have a family plan. You know, between a husband and wife, it's always ideal if we can be on the same page in the major areas of our home, right, and in our lives. And so, you know, I've talked to so many women who say, uh, gosh, I want to be healthier. I want to buy organic or I want to do this or that with regard to food or our health. But my husband just doesn't think it's that important or we're really trying to work toward this certain financial goal. And, um, you know, it really, not that you have to win him over and make him agree or anything like that, but, um, you know, at whatever level is reasonable for your family, it needs to be a family priority to, to really have success. So, you know, and I'm a big believer in the husband's spiritual authority. And so if, you know, if your husband says, I'm not paying for all organic food, that's ridiculous, that doubles the food costs, then I think you submit to that. And I think God honors it, you know, and I think you work within the boundaries that God's given you. And um, if that means making the very best decisions you can make from 100% conventional food, then you do that, you know, then you maybe double down and you say, well, then it's extra important for me to, you know, do a pot of beans instead of potato chips or, you know, then you take that on yourself and you decide how you can compensate for that so that you honor the spiritual authority over you and yet you can do the best that you can do, you know. Um, so I think making a plan, whatever it is, that's honoring to the spiritual authority and because that's honoring to God um, and yet takes it takes it seriously, you know, um, and decides where is it as a family that we're willing to give to make this a priority. You know, if we objectively look at how we spend our time or our money or whatever, you know, are we, are we buying $3 movies on Amazon every single night of the week? Can we put that money towards something, a CSA box where we get 
some sort of locally grown fruits and vegetables every week, you know, or something like that. Um, that's one small step. And you do that and then you see how that works and then you decide what's your next step. I'm making a family plan with a specific practical step. And I'm a big believer in, um, you know, celebrating things. You don't just hold up perfection as the standard and then get discouraged because you can't achieve it, you know, but you do what you can do. You celebrate it. And generally that motivates you to want to do more. You see changes and you realize this is important. Now I'm willing to give up this other thing and we're going to really make this happen. Um, so making a family plan. Um, the other thing is realistically speaking, you know, I part-time homeschool. We're in one of those hybrid models. So like my kids are on campus two days a week. Um, I, I am just so in awe <laughs> of moms who do this full time. I mean, it is a full time job. And I only have two kids, you know, I can't like you're saying, I mean, women who do this for four and five and six kids, and they run their home, which is essentially what it is. I mean, it's an you know, it's a management. It's what they're just amazing. They're managing a small company. Yes. They're educating their children. They're nurturing in every way the people within their home. Um, and at the end of the day, they're supposed to come out healthy, you know. <laughs> but um, I think, you know, to have that, that's essentially a management role. And to have a management role, you have to have planning. You have to have short-term goals. You have to have long-term goals. You have to have times where you sit down and you objectively evaluate, are we on track or are we not? So I think when you're in that position, especially as like a homeschool, at-home mom, maybe even working from home on the side, it's of utmost importance that you have a plan. You know, whether it's a free meal plan from online, which they're everywhere, go get one. Even if it's not your favorite, try it out for a month. You can always switch later, you know, get some sort of plan. Or if it's the same five things, you know, that you make every two weeks, then do it for a while and then slowly change over. Um, I have a, a, a post on my website too. I think it's called like the top 10 time saving tips in the kitchen or something like that. And it kind of goes through basic things because I always hear this, like, how do you cook from scratch and feed your family a perfect diet? Well, I don't, you know, like who, who does that? Um, I don't do that. You know, I, I probably feed my family a, a oh, 80 to 90% really healthy diet. You know, but part of long term success is having backup plans in place, you know, so this post has a lot of tips about, you know, meal planning and that sort of thing, as well as things like stock healthy convenience items in your freezer and then don't use them unless you need to. That's part of it, too, is keeping them as backups, but choosing things that are good, clean, wholesome second resorts and then storing those, you know, so that it's not perfect or pizza, you know, there needs to be some sort of in between, or if that means for you twice a month, getting in the kitchen for four hours and freezing some meals, or if that for you means buying a second crock pot. So you make quadruple chili, you know, and you freeze a double batch and then you eat one double batch two nights this week, you know, and that just bought you two more nights of dinner two weeks from now and you defrost it, you know, things like that, that are on a plan ahead of time. It can be very simple. It just needs to be organized so that you aren't finding yourself at the last minute, throwing your hands up and emotionally taking on all that stress and strain and guilt of having not come through for your family. Um, and you can still deliver something healthy. It doesn't have to be impressive. And in fact, when I speak, a lot of times I'll tell people, you know, every single week I have a leftovers night. That's like a legitimate menu item, leftovers. Yep. And, you know, my family's <laughs> fine with that. That's a meal. And so one night a week I cook big, whether it's a new recipe or a family favorite, I double it. And yes, it takes more time in the kitchen. But you know what? I don't do dishes. I just cover it with foil and put it in the fridge. Yep. 
So, you know, you pay on the front end with the preparation time, but then you get two nights out of it. Another night almost every week is a no-cook night, you know, whether it's cheese and crackers and fruit and raw veggies or, you know, that's a meal. My family knows to expect it, you know, or it might be um, a crock pot night where it's like I just throw it in in the morning. Maybe it's not our favorite. Maybe it is. But you know what? It got the job done. It's healthy and we're thankful for it when we get home from whatever practice or whatever. So I think. You know, sitting back and making a plan that really works for your family, having healthy backups on hand. And I have a list of um, convenience foods from Trader Joe's. Um, if you have any families that shop at Trader Joe's, they have a lot of real food options that are like frozen pizzas and hot dogs and things that, you know, they're not my like 100% healthiest foods that I want to feed people every night, but they're good, clean backups that you can keep on hand. So I have a list of Trader Joe's foods on my side, as well as a list of truly healthy um, snacks from Costco that are real food snacks that don't have added flavors and natural flavors and hydrogenated oils and all that junk. So finding the truly healthy snacks and backup dinners and these sort of second resorts and fill in the gaps type things and have those on hand so that you know where you're going when life happens. Mm. Um, oh, that's so great, Dina. Thank you. No, I'm sorry, did, did I cut you off? Was that the end of your list? No, I mean, I think there are just so many more you can go through, but I think a lot yeah. of it has to do with organization, making a plan, and then being willing to accept less than perfection. Mm. You know, you get it done the best you can do, and if it's not working, then you have that monthly time or whatever to reassess and think, I was way off. I wasn't just like a few nights I fell short, and that's fine. I was way off on this particular goal, like, we ate the same vegetable all month long. I should probably do better. So here's my plan to change that. And then you change, you know, and you move on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving on. So, Accepting I think that there is a place too for getting professional help. You know, this isn't just like selling my services, but I see so many women who are struggling in every area of their life to do it all so well. And, um, Sometimes, you know, when your friend's on this diet and your other friend's using this meal planning service and then this friend is saying that she really thinks you should try the supplement, it's like, ah, I could spend so much money and time and feel guilty about not doing all these things everybody says that I should be doing. And sometimes if you sit down with someone who's got some training and they can take on a lot of that stress for you, then they can look at everything that's going on in your home and in your health and say, look for you here are the two things that you should really focus on. Right. And here are three bonus items if you want to do those fine, but do these for a month or do these for two months and then let's talk again. And those are the things that are going to get you the most return on investment. And sometimes that's such a good investment of time and money to have somebody else take on the thinking part. And then all you have to do is do the few simple things they say are going to give you the most benefit. Mm, there you go. Having that accountability person to yes. help you. To, and this is what life coaches do. This is, yes, you know, you hire yes. somebody to talk through your, you know, the, the major decisions you, you're stuck on making in life, you know, yeah. whether it's career or family or love interest, whatever. But when we talk about nutrition, this is what you offer specifically is one way to, to help people to get focused. So they sit with you and then, and then what kinds of things do you hit on first? What can what can someone expect from their first appointment with you and how you carry that out with them? Yeah, well, usually, um, usually it's the women. Sometimes it's their children that they're coming to me for. Usually it's the women themselves. And so what I do is I have people fill out. It's like 10 or 12 pages. It's a very, very long intake form to give me basically the story of their health because I want as many details as I can possibly get, not just about what's going on now and what their main concern or question is, but 
what is the story? Because as I shared a little bit in my story, I mean, everything that's happening today started somewhere else. <laughs> and so the more we can understand some of those root issues that have been building for years and maybe changing throughout the years, but if we can make a story of it, we can trace back to the real root issues. And so um, usually people are coming to me, sometimes they start they come in with practical like surface questions like what do I make for dinner? I'm so overwhelmed or I have a picky eater or my husband can't eat dairy or, you know, I'm just ordering out every other night and my kids don't like what I eat and I'm so demotivated. It starts at that level a lot of times. But then when you start digging, there's this theme of overwhelm. And a lot of times that overwhelm is resting, you know, on this kind of like I said before, this house of cards of like, I'm a pleaser. I can't say no. I stay up late to finish my work after the kids go to bed because I need me time because I don't get any help. There's all the there's a story there. And I've always had IBS and now it's cropping up again. And I just get so frustrated or I'm so tired at four o'clock. If I sit down, I'll fall asleep. I can't get in the kitchen and cook a meal for an hour. Are you kidding? Well, let's talk about that fatigue. Like, when did that start? And what is that like? And what is your sleep schedule like? And so a lot of times it leads us deeper and deeper so that we can be efficient. You know, it's not just about meddling in details or drawing up a bunch of stuff that we all just want to get behind us and move on with life. It's about like, if you don't address these root issues, then you're going to, this stuff's going to linger for years and you're going to be kicking the can down the road, you know, but if we can go deep right off the bat, um, which is what that intake form helps me to do, we can have a very efficient and focused plan of attack. And so once I can kind of uncover, like, I think that these are kind of the couple major issues going on. Oftentimes, you know, I may say it'd be great to get this test or that test, you know, whether it's a stool test or a hormone panel or ask your doctor for this test, you know, or let's get a thyroid panel because I think you're pretty suspicious for thyroid issues. Let's check your ferritin because of all those heavy cycles and your fatigue. You know, there are all these, you know, things that might lead me to say it'd be great to have objective data and let's do this test. Or it may be let's just work where we are for a while and then see where we get, you know, with certain supplements and with getting you on a sleep schedule and and instituting a weekly Sabbath for you and, you know, getting a, a meal plan that's simple, but that feeds your family and does the job. We're not looking to like earn a Martha Stewart title. We're looking to get food on the table and get your body what it needs so that you can be back engaged in your family, you know? So a lot of times once I get that intake, I kind of can see the main areas of focus. And then we sit down for a 50 minute virtual consult, a lot like Skype, you know, it's, it's privacy insured, but it operates much like Skype. And so we visit and talk through that and uh, make sure I have all the blanks filled in so I understand the story accurately and fully. And then we talk about what's next. You know, is it these simple diet changes you're going to work on for a month with these two really critical supplements and then come back to me? Or is it we need this test right off? You know, it kind of just depends on each person. But I really work hard to understand the health story of each individual and to um, to help them to truly understand what's going on. Because I find with so many women, they've been to three different specialists and they've dealt with these things for years and they've tried a couple different meds and they're just so tired and strung out and sick of the symptoms and they've never fully been explained what's going on in their body. They don't even know what's happening in their body. And so they still, they don't know who to trust, you know, because nothing's fully working. They don't understand what to do. They're so tired, they can't make a decision about it sometimes. And life's still moving on at home and they're expected to, you know, handle all of that. Mm. So a lot of times it, it 
it really helps to have someone come alongside, understand the story, explain it to you, and give you one or two practical things that you need to go away and do. Meet again. Do the next two things. Meet again. Do the next two things. And it's kind of a hand-holding, but with objective data, with sound advice, with literature-based recommendations, all within the context of root cause, understanding why. So I tell people a lot, you know, this isn't just about what's happening because there's a lot of what's happening going on in your body, but we need to know why. And if we don't fully understand why, we need to just keep asking that question and keep observing and keep testing so that we understand because that way we can choose the right approach. So it's just it's just so fulfilling and exciting to see women. You know, I just this week got a couple of different emails and texts from client new clients who are saying, gosh, within a couple of days, like all that heartburn and upper GI stuff. I feel like a different person. Like I was able to eat my whole dinner. You know, I don't have gas and bloating and all that. Or, you know, I'm so encouraged because now I understand what's going on in my body and I'm really excited to get started. You know, I think this is what I've been waiting on. So that, I think that's a lot of what I do now is assuring and educating and giving very um, focused and efficient next steps that are scientifically sound and really make a practical difference for people. Mm. Oh, that's so great, Dina. Thank you so much for sharing this, even just with our community. And Practical Family listeners, Dina has offered you a couple of things today. There there are going to be posts from her website that we'll also link to in our podcast show notes, but she's offered us a free download of the five simple steps to overcome fatigue naturally, as well as a 20% off of your first visit with her that if you write to her if you contact her through her homepage at backtothebooknutrition.com and you mentioned that you heard her on the practical family podcast then she'll take that 20 percent off of your first meeting with her so get connected folks this is important especially in this day and age where we are so rushed there's that urgency that that surrounds all of our lives or even that maybe false sense of urgency that we think we have to be all these places or do and accomplish all these things. But in reality, what God really wants is to, for us to come back to the way that he made us, to be able to hear him, to follow him, to love him, and to teach our children to do the same. And it can begin with something as simple as the food that we put in our body. Thank you so much, Dina, for being with us today. This Thank it's been oh, it's just been a pleasure. You have so much to share, and just you're just a wealth of information, and it's come from what God has transformed in your own heart and life. I just I so appreciate you. So thank you. Thank you, Jen. Well, that was Dina Norton, registered dietitian with Back to the Book Nutrition. Check out her website at backtothebooknutrition.com. Again, her book and other resources. She's got articles, and we've listed a few of them here in the show notes, but go to backtothebooknutrition.com. And remember that when you mention the Practical Family Podcast, uh, she'll give you 20% off of your first uh, consultation with her when you sign up for her services. So thank you again for listening to the Practical Family Podcast. If you have been listening and you love what we're doing, please leave us a rating in Apple iTunes or Google Play, wherever you're listening. It really, really helps the show to uh, get up there in the rankings with the community so that the rest of the downloading world um, 
knows that we're a helpful resource to them. So get the word out there to the communities and and uh, you can help us with that. Uh, remember to download the Kickstart Your Life workbook. This is available now on practicalfamily.org. And if you sign up for the newsletter, you'll automatically get the freebie, which is 10 practical tips to kickstart your year, which lists all the 10 steps in there. But in the workbook, I go into more detail and it's actually an interactive workbook where you can work through some short and long-term goals. There's a list of over 30, actually it's almost 40 separate resources, including Dina Norton um, in there with some other authors and experts and just awesome, awesome tools. So get that today, kickstart your life. And you know what? I'm offering it at an introductory price of just seven bucks. Seriously, seven bucks. That's like a Starbucks coffee venti size or something like that. It's nothing for everything that you get in this workbook. And you know what? That helps to support the podcast as well because it costs. It, it takes time and money and resources to put together this podcast and the blog. So any little bit back helps. So I created this awesome resource for you and it's just seven bucks. So go ahead and download that today and um, be blessed by that. You've been listening to the Practical Family Podcast, where we are encouraging families to build strong foundations and healthy homes.